0: Um, well, how far did we all make it into The Hobbit this time?
1: Chapter one?
2: Yeah. Chapter one okay.
3: started it last night. <laughs> I finished chapter two on the bus this morning, but we don't have to talk about it if nobody else has. Okay.
0: Well, let's uh, so let's see what happens, because let's, let's see who's uh, still here anyway. Um. We'll start with chapter one for, you know, the first half of book study.
1: Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I guess, um,
0: does anybody have something that they would like to talk about in that's
1: in the first chapter an Unexpected Party?
4: Um, I love how... Bilbo's duty as a host override literally everything else. It's like, yes, those people that I don't know are invading my house and emptying my pantry, but I cannot kick them out for the life of me because it would be impolite as an host to do that from my guest, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Something thing that I hadn't noticed before was the fact that whenever Bilbo is,
3: like, feeling overwhelmed, something happens so that it alleviates that stress a little bit. Like, there was an hmm. instance where he was worrying about, I think it was cleaning up or something, or no, getting all the food out. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Keely and Feely were there to help him. And then this idea that he would be worried about uh, giving the proper amount of food or having enough food, but it said that Gandalf seemed to know the the contents of his of his pantry. So I feel like there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but I thought it was kind of interesting.
0: That's, yeah, that is interesting. Cause I remember thinking about that more in terms of like the dwarves characterization than as something that happens consistently to Bilbo. But I think your
1: interpretation is also good because it includes Gandalf. Um, definitely, yeah, different ways to look at, and yeah, the fact
3: that Keely and Feely were were willing to help, and yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, Kara?
2: Yeah, I kind of I kind of noticed that too. Like they were taking. Like, not, I guess, taking advantage of him, but they kind of knew, like, a certain boundary, I guess. Um, yeah, especially, like, with the dishes and stuff, too, where, like, Bill started panicking about the dishes. and They're like, oh, we got this and, like, didn't break anything.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about, like, the dwarves and Bilbo. What, I feel, what sorts of, like, what sorts of cultural misunderstandings do you think happened in this chapter? I think, like, part of it is
2: that like hobbits are very like polite so they don't I guess like communicate a lot because like they're just like overly polite like where like Bilbo didn't want to kick them out because that would be rude so he was just didn't say anything was hiding it whereas like the dwarves are like super loud and like always talking and I guess like they did they wouldn't like notice I guess like subtle signs because like they mostly loud and talking and they like express
1: through talking.
0: One thing that I thought was interesting with that was that um, the dwarves like totally overwhelm Bilbo, but kind of how Katie pointed out, as soon as Bilbo shows some outward sign of being overwhelmed, um, they're immediately there to help.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember what that other instance is uh
0: you right there it is um yeah confesticate and bother these dwarves he said aloud why don't they come and lend a hand lo and behold there stood Balin and Dwalin at the door of the kitchen and feely and keely behind them and before he could say knife they had whisked the trays and a couple of small tables into the parlor and set out everything afresh so there's that moment and then there's like the dishes moment and so I think that's quite interesting. It's a little bit similar to Gandalf seeming like
1: bothering Bilbo for not saying exactly what he means earlier in the chapter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if this is exactly a cultural difference because there are
3: other elements playing into this. But the uh, the idea that the dwarves kind of show up uninvited, and Bilbo is very much expecting. You know, okay, you tell me when you're coming. You show up at a certain time, Uh, but there was also the ruin on the door, which kind of complicates things a little bit.
4: Yeah, and I think he was expecting Gandalf for tea, not thirteen dwarves for like all the like tea dinner supper and all the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. Um including like stay over uh, and breakfast which yeah I, I like yeah like as you said is it all the things play into it so it could be like a cultural misunderstanding of like yeah it's absolutely fine uh to do that because like people are always happy to welcome other people right um but like from Bilbo's perspective it's like okay, I have random guests that I can't kick out because I, that would be rude. But from the dwarf's perspective, it's like, yeah, he knows everything already. He, he agreed to, to be part of this job. Like, obviously, he expected us, right? And in the middle, you have Gandalf, who created this whole misunderstanding by <laughs> not saying anything to either side <laughs> properly. And he just gets away with it, like, yeah, no, that's what we should do.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It it is interesting to see
0: that Gandalf is both facilitating like the relationship between Bilbo and the dwarves and like actively making it more complicated by throwing all
1: of these like misunderstandings at. them. <laughs> I guess here's a question: Are the dwarves good guests or bad guests?
4: argue they're good dwarf guests they're not good hobbit guests because and that's where the cultural understanding happens because like and again they come from the assumption that Bilbo knows and expected them so like it's not rude to all show up and like hang your thing and start making yourself at home to the point that you're going to help the home like the, the, the host instead of everything because it's still like they still realize it's 13 people so like it's a lot to manage for one person so like they help around and but from the because we mo and, and it's hard to to remember that because we get the billboard perspective of like what the heck is happening in my house this is not what was supposed to happen a good guest uh has like planned with me only stays for the limited time of whatever meal we're sharing and does not move my like does not touch my things around, only touch the thing I bring to them, right? So um but it's it's both from the cultural misunderstanding where like I think dwarves are like much more comfortable being like, oh yeah we've been invited, we're gonna help you out to facilitate this meal sharing or like social event. Uh, whereas like hobbits are like if we've been invited we don't overstep our bounds. We are still like at someone else's house. Uh, only what they give us is what we can interact with, sort of. Um, but it's also like the Gandalf misunderstanding of, oh yeah, no, I didn't tell him you were all coming, and oh no, no, no um, I didn't tell them you were not expecting them. So. There's a double misunderstanding here that creates even more complexity. But I would say, like, for a dwarf perspective, they're probably a very good guests. There's the hobbit perspective of someone who at first did not expect them as guests and second expected them as hobbit guests, a lot of disappointment happens.
1: And maybe this is my being too Canadian, but um They're rude.
3: Like, they don't say please or thank you, and they demand specific foods from him. Like, if you're hungry, don't say, I want poached eggs and make sure they're not broken. Like, just whatever you have sort of thing. Um, But I do appreciate that they help him clean up and stuff like that. So I think there's kind of two sides. But in my mind, they are a little bit rude.
4: I found that passage
0: really interesting because... You're not sure how much they're joking, like pretty much all of the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like you're you're not sure exactly
0: what they're expecting. You're not sure how much they're simply like teasing about, like when they order all of these, you know, different foods. Um, I. That was particularly interesting because there's a lot of different ways you can interpret it, including the dwarves are being kind of overbearing and demanding different things. Alternately, the dwarves are slightly self-aware and, know this sounds ridiculous. Alternately, they're following Gandalf's lead because, notably, they start listing all these specific foodstuffs after Bilbo has already offered Gandalf tea and Gandalf has said, no, no, a little red wine will be great. And then they start adding all these other things. So yeah, it's just, it's a kind of a wild book to read because I think you can interpret a lot of these characters in a lot of different ways and you're not ever going to be given a definitive answer. You just straight up do not ever learn enough about Biffer, Boffer, or Bomber to have any idea like whether this is
4: completely serious or a complete joke. (laughs) Maybe it's in between. Like, I think there's a thing with, like, following Gandalf's lead. It's, like, and that's why, like, the rule of hospitality vary not only on, like, the culture, but also on, like, who you're inviting. Because, like, if you invited just strangers... That is extremely rude, even for French people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you're a stranger in a house. You're not going to start being like, yeah, I want that. I'm like, oh, please, uh, a bit of diamond with my champagne. You know, like, um, no, you don't do that at a stranger's house. Um, if, they, if the dwarves are completely serious from a point of view of we're business partners and you were expecting us, it's still rude from the French perspective. But, like, with Gandalf being, like, yeah, like, no, just, like, very friendly and very, like, homey, like, like, with Gan- like with Bilbo, it feels almost like he's inviting the dwarf in, like, a more, this is a, a house of, like, where it's okay to do that kind of thing, and, like, Yes, sure. If I was invited on my grandmother, I would not start treating it like a restaurant either, right? Because you don't do that. They're still inviting you. But like, um, I would also have a bit more leeway on like choosing because like it would be like, it's not like, oh, I want exactly this food, exactly this food, but it's like uh, maybe asking for a different drink would be more okay. Like, I'm being like, oh, uh, do you have, I don't know, raspberry jam instead of like blueberry jam or like these kind of things. And like as yes, they're pushing it. But I think it's because Gandalf very much pushed the boundaries beyond everything. And they're like, oh, so I mean that's okay. And that's maybe the polite thing, and maybe which would be hilarious that if they take that seriously, they interpret that as like that's how hobbits do. <laughs> and so to not be rude hobbitly, we're gonna like now, all this out, right? That could also be an interpretation that they have of the situation.